the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, everyone, and I want to welcome here in the studio um, Andrew Heaton, a wonderful friend and an international businessman. And um, before that, I want to say hi to our Lord Jesus Christ. We are on the first Sunday of May. We have beautiful things in this month. Liturgically, this is a month in which many of the apostolic Christians honor Mary, the mother of God, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, looking at the spring, looking at fertility, looking at the colors when they start sprouting and showing, revealing the beauty of life, the splendor of life, the strength of life. It reminds us that we, the humanity here on earth, we were given a sense of beauty and earth was also given for us in order to entertain our sight, our view, our eyes, our ears, our smell, all of our senses. Let us pray this morning that we start this uh, holy, beautiful month of May with more peace, with more healing, with more remedies, especially for people suffering from the pandemic, from the coronavirus, from sicknesses, from illnesses, from diseases, and definitely the people who are suffering poverty in the world, lacking water, lacking food, lacking the basic human care, whether in hygiene or whether in medical needs for themselves or in education. All these issues, I do believe that the Lord gave to great people on earth that we can distribute resources, distribute goods in order to take care and to tend to the needs of the poor, the oppressed, the needy, the dejected and the rejected. It's six o'clock in the morning. I want to welcome you. This is a good Sunday morning with Father Andre. As we always start, the Bereshit in Hebrew, Andrew Bereshit, is the very first word in the Bible. It means in the beginning. So in the beginning, we always pray. And let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our prayer comes today from Psalm 98. And we say in it, O sing a new song to the Lord. For he has worked wonders. In the sight of the nations, he has shown his deliverance. Hallelujah. And today we offer as well 
a Hail Mary in honor of the Virgin Mary for all those who in this month we honor the mothers as well as we come to celebrate Mother's Day soon. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I leave you with the thought that we get, be true to your name, O Lord, and preserve my life. Hallelujah. Remember in Galatians chapter 2, verse 16, St. Paul tells us, A man is not justified by observance of the law, but only through faith in Jesus Christ. And uh, this is what we call a small reminder that when we are in times of distress, we shall pray looking to God as the provider of all good things. Welcome in the studio, dear Andrew. Um, let me introduce you first of all, and we have with us on the phone Susan Fox as well from uh, um, Vienna, from Austria. She's a contributor to our awareness, a piece here on the show. Mr. Andrew Heaton is an international businessman. His various corporate holdings span North and South America, the Caribbean. Europe, Africa, and Asia in such varied fields as telecommunications, agriculture, engineering, gem mining, medical marijuana, and international business development. And Andrew, you also serve as a CEO um, or board president um, of many consulting and many companies and many groups, I do believe. I do not want to list them all because I, I really want you to talk about those things. But you do have an extensive international experience and you're a great personal friend to me, to Kirk, to Peter, and to many of us um, here in, in, in Colorado. And uh, I know you uh, regularly interact at cabinet or minister level and uh, in many, many, many times also on presidential level um, in the U.S. and um, abroad. So you have obviously a passion for business and you have a passion for God. You're a man of prayer, you're a man of faith, but you're also a man of the sword. You know both sides of the equation. Today with you, i like us to speak about the economic ethics, the economic ethics, and the poor in the world. But first of all, a word of welcome to you. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me, Father Andre. It's great to be here. So, uh, we, I know we've been having in our um, periodic brunches or breakfast, you and me and my confessor, which we're not going to say his name to just <laughs> save his identity, a beautiful, wonderful priest, a friend. And uh, the last time we were talking a little bit about uh, the business world. And um, in the business world, you obviously have encountered many people from various religions. And then somehow Absolutely. this uh, shaped uh, your personal belief in God. But you are definitely a rooted Christian human being. I believe you grew up in a Methodist tradition, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, well, I grew up in many, many traditions. I'd say probably primarily Southern Baptist and Presbyterian. But yes, um, my father's family is from the Midwest. So there were a lot of Lutheran and Methodist influences also. And um, in this, um, when, when you go around the world, first of all, how much do you carry of God? Remember, this is early in the morning. And for those who have joined us, we want to welcome you. We are with Andrew Heaton, um, a great international businessman and local here to Colorado, actually, for years and years and years. You will hear about him more and more in the future as well. We want to welcome you as you joined us to the show. We're talking about the economic ethics and the poor through his travel. So, Andrew, in this religious background, when you travel, how hard is it to act as a Christian? <laughs> 
Um, well, of course, that's very situational. It depends on which country you're in, in some cases, which neighborhood you're in in certain countries. Um, like I spent uh, three weeks once in, in Dar es Salaam in what they call the Moss District, which is the primarily Islamic neighborhood. In Tanzania. In, in Tanzania, yeah. yes. Yeah. And uh, there are, within two blocks there, there are seven different sects of Islam that have their own mosques. And it's somewhat humorous, drove me crazy at first, but an hour before dawn, they start the call to prayer. And something we don't realize in our culture, it's a competition for them. You know, each one tries to start a second earlier than the one before, you know, than the one did the day before. And they all try to have the best singer. And they're actually singing the call to prayer to us. Correct. We grew up with those things. Actually, yes, you in grew Lebanon up in Lebanon, well, yes. you know, so you, you understand all this. But I'm you know, trying to uh, make it more relevant for the listener, kind of what this experience is like. So we had this megaphone is about six feet wide pointed at our window from one of these mosques. It was about, um, you know, about maybe 15, 20 yards away. So this thing, you know, first thing in the morning, <laughs> knocks us all out of bed. Um, but it was rather interesting because uh, going around, I, I had never, this was one of my first experiences actually living in an Islamic neighborhood, which, of uh -huh. course, you, you grew up in. in a, well, we, we in grew a up mixed, in that mixed, exactly, right. in that mix. And, and you know what's so unique? As any time they called for prayer, we freaked out because because it was a time of war. And, right. and somehow those calls for prayers were alarming for us because it indicated more persecution. I mean, it's a wrong kind of, of, of testimony. But in some other places, there is a beautiful way that the Islamic prayer is actually very calming, believe it or not, when they do al-Adan, we call it, while you, while you have experience. It is calming. But in situations like, I believe, where there is not peace or where there is conflicts and there is terrorism right. and somehow or religious terrorism per se um, Christians freak out or non-Muslims basically fear for their lives and somehow uh, it's, it's a strange experience but it's, it's beautiful to see what you have experienced in, in Africa on a different level basically well, and, and there is, you know, it was such a different religion, you know, and there there was a, a, a beauty to it in a sense of, you know, just, just seeing something so radically different. Um, there were some terrifying moments also. Uh, there was a, a one point the government where I was at decided they were not going to allow them to build a Muslim university. And stupidly, they announced this on a Thursday. And as you know, oh, yeah. in, in, you know, Islamic society, we're, our Sunday is their Friday Correct. after work. And Thursday afternoon, they break off, actually. They start preparing. Right. So Friday, um, I got warned by the guy I was living with, and he was one of the wealthier guys in this neighborhood. He owned about a half a dozen apartment buildings in this neighborhood. And he had warned me that he said, you know, they're going to go nuts. And, you know, because they just got denied this university, you're the only American, the only Christian for miles. So <laughs> in this particular area, I don't know if that was true. And you're very tall. <laughs> yes, but I definitely stood out, and I was definitely the only one in that neighborhood. So he said, you better leave. And it's funny, you know, I just had one of those strange feelings like I don't need to leave. And uh, they come out after, you know, the uh, Friday afternoon services, they come out and they start getting wound up and it started to rain. <laughs> <laughs> those long sleeved outfits, you know, kind of stuck to them. And, and that was the end of it. So, wow. you know, when the owner of the building came back, you know, that I was staying in because he was a little worried, too. And here he is housing this this foreigner, you know, and he. I said, apparently Allah had different plans. It rained. Allah, um, our Lord, had, had different <laughs> right, plans. It right, right. Just, you know, but I put it the way he could understand. Do, do you pray and, when, you, when, when you hear those calls to prayers? Do you pray on your own? Do you pray for the Lord Jesus Christ? 
You know, prayer for me, and we've talked about this before, that I'm, I'm a little more secular and I grew up in more of a Protestant tradition, but prayer for me is more of a personal relationship. Um, you know, I'm more, you know, it's more like I'm talking to a friend, like, well, well let's see what happens now. Right. This, this could be interesting, you know, anything I need to know. <laughs> it's more on that level. You know, uh, funny, we, we have our uh, contributor from um, Austria with us. Uh, she always gives us a uh, the awareness piece um, on the show, Susan Fox. She has masters in international trade and finance, believe it or not. And um, they had taught them about agricultural economics, which I know in Tanzania and in Africa, you do a lot with agriculture as well. Yes. But first, I want her to give us a little bit of uh, the, um, I would say, what is going on in that part of the world, in Africa and in Lebanon, in terms of uh, the dynamics of persecution, um, the situation that is affecting even the territories. You know, many of the Christian territories are being taken over by Al-Shabaab, yes. um, by the Fulanis as well. Uh, there is something just, it's a very weird situation where uh, economics are affecting the religious freedom of the Christians in that continent. And somehow um, I want to introduce her and I want her um, good, good, holy morning to you, Susan. How are you doing? Good morning, Father. God bless you. God bless you. And I know you I'm have prepared good. something about the Sub-Saharas as well and the, the Fulanis and the yeah. Al-Shabaab and the, what's going on yeah. in, in Africa a little bit. Can you give us a little bit? Okay. I just want to remind you what Mother Angelica said. Um, don't forget to put us between the gas and electric bill. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org. Because we fight for religious freedom, and today our fight takes us to Africa. The Aid to the Church in Need published a religious freedom report in April, uh, noting a dramatic increase in the last two years of jihadist groups, some aligned with the Islamic State, that's ISIS, in Sub-Saharan and Eastern Africa. Uh, So basically what happens is... um, the jihadists start preaching, and they're spurring it on, and they just do it sporadically, and then suddenly they become ideological targeted, and these, they've got like uh, over two dozen groups operating in uh, this part of Africa, it, ISIS and al-Qaeda. And um, so the persecution is worsening in Nigeria, Mozambique, Burkina, Burkina Faso, Cameroon, Chad, Mali, the Democratic Republic of Congo, and other African countries. Um, The end of the thing, it's basically the um, the commentator, and he's saying, you know, a lot of the help for religious persecution in general, and uh, this would be something nice for your guests to answer the question, can be categorized as too little, too late. Behind all the conflicts, there seems to be a shadowy force who manipulates the deepest convictions of humanity, including Christian and Muslim, and they've instrumentalized religion in the search for power. And and, and they they, they seek uh, territories. Am I right, Susan? I know like in Nigeria, they say the problems are not religious. The problems are territories or something. You know, Andrew, with uh, Susan's um, intervention here, because we just started today, actually, the first Sunday of May, our campaign in the Mission of Hope and Mercy, um, basically, at a glance, Feed the Family, Save a Nation. 
And, um, you know, we're adopting 5,170 families. We spoke about it. You're mm-hmm. helping us with medicine by God's mm-hmm. grace. And we have a three ba- 300 babies that we're going to adopt for milk. And it takes about $50 to feed a family and give milk enough for a child per month. That's why she probably thought um, to, to let people know, please go to missionofhopeandmercy.org. And the reference to the website will be given at the end of uh, the show as well. So people can contribute to that. But um, the fight for territories, knocking down the churches, um, taking over properties of people, um, ISIS respreading its wings. It seems there is a respread, honestly, in Africa. Um, how safe is American business in Africa? So, of course, it depends on where you're at. You know, it completely depends on what part of the country. Um, even country country, like I said, it can even depend on the neighborhood. Um, in the Mosque District, for instance, in, in Dar es Salaam, there was a potential threat that day because of, you know, the situation there with them canceling the university. Um, a few blocks away, I would have been fine. So a lot of it is where you're at. Yes, there is definitely extreme persecution going on. Um, and a lot of these these wounds are, are old and they are tribal in nature. Um, a, a lot of these, you know, you will have a Islamic group over here on one side that's this tribe. Well, these tribes have been fighting forever, but now they're Islamic and now they're Christian. Very similar to what goes on in several places in the Middle East, as we've discussed. Mm. Um, and, you know, the, the oppression of, of Christians is great in many areas. And this is an extreme need, you know, that you and I have discussed on many occasions. What, what can a Christian, an American businessman like you, when you come, you meet with cabinets, you meet with local governments in our state, right. with big business associations. Do you dare bring in that suffering and tell the people here something has to be done? Do you raise the alarm? Yes. In certain cases, we discuss these things. A lot of times when you meet with somebody in, you know, at high level in government, you have a very short amount of time. You've got 15 minutes. You've got 30 minutes. You've got five minutes. You have to discuss these two or three things that they want, and then you're out, and they're shuttling you off to the next guy you need to meet with there in the government. So usually when we come to discussions like this, one of these guys usually go, hey, let's let's go out tonight and have a few drinks. And you're expected to host them as the international businessman, so you take them to a nice restaurant in town and you host them. And this is usually when we'll get into those kind of discussions. Um, That's amazing. So you still find a way basically to try to help as much as you can. But you're right, yeah. the limitation and of time. I think primarily we can we can help in, in two ways um, over there. Uh, one is to make it an awareness, bring this awareness to people in the, in the government that these are problems. Now, most of them are already aware. Like I spent a lot of time in Kenya here over the last year. Um, and, you know, their mess up on the Somali border, they keep it very quiet. But there's a couple thousand, you know, soldiers on their side dying every year, um, you know, and they won't even release publicly what the actual number is. Uh, you know, of course, there are many more dying on the other side. And we try to support, we try to help, we try to bring peace in the area is, is the U.S. government. One of the greatest things, of course, it also puts a mark on you traveling, but traveling is an American. Um, like Ronald Reagan said, I remember in the 80s, that he was quoting Isaiah, and he said, we're the city on a hill. Correct. Um, you know, we, we are a beacon of hope. As, as much as that might seem strange these days, walking through some of our cities and our downtowns with our homeless problems. And these are American values, right? They're not, even though they are founded on a Judeo-Christian principle, right. but these have become a personal American values. You take them with you to the world and you make right. it a better place, right? Uh, right. We, we try to, I like to say personally, it's like planting, it's like, like managing a forest, it's like planting a forest. Every day you're either cutting down trees, 
because you need the resources or you're planting more trees because you want a bigger forest. So every every day, there will be days when you have to, you know, cut into things here and there. But for the most part, you want to be making things bigger and better and you want to be growing that forest every day. For, for, for those and, who are joining us, again, I want to welcome you. This is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. We are with our special, wonderful guest, Andrew Heaton, an international businessman and uh, has done a lot of work um, in North and South America, in the Caribbean, in Europe, in Africa, and Asia. And we're talking about economic ethics um, and the poor and religious persecution at the same time. Um, um, very strong, um, I would say, very strong statement, Andrew. Um, when you go and you meet with those cabinets, you bring awareness. That's by itself is the main help that we need. Bring awareness. Let yeah. them know and let our people here know. People are waking up on the Sunday morning. Right. As many of them are business people, I am sure. Whether they listen live to the show or they hear the podcast later on Salem Media Group. What is the message of an international businessman like yours? What is the message? What can they do better? Well, like I said, I, we mentioned raising awareness is one thing. I, I think the second thing is to be an effective witness. Um, you, are, you are representing your country. Um, you are representing yourself as a Christian in a Christian nation, even if you travel and you're secular. This is how you're viewed in many parts of the world. Um, and I, I, I am okay with that, you know, very much so. To I, give witness. Uh, yes, to give witness, valid for, witness. for the, you know, American values built the most incredible country on earth. Yes, we're having problems right now. Yes, these are dark times. But we've had dark times in the past, and right. we've come through even stronger every time. Um, and in the, in the case of like over there, the second thing I was going to say is I'm, I'm a witness when I go into those, those neighborhoods, when I meet with in many of those, these countries, you have very powerful Islamic businessmen who, who run things. Um, and, uh, you know, going around speaking with each of them, hearing their side, hearing them out, discussing with them why you feel that they're correct or incorrect. Sometimes, you know, you got to be careful if you're in certain situations, you don't want to upset people. But um, to be an effective witness and show them why it's better. Uh, I remember there was this old show on, uh, you know, Showtime. Uh, Penn and Teller would do these different things. And one of the things they talked about in economics, the, the, you know, the greatest thing that ended wars was trade. When people started trading their resources rather than fighting over them, they built bonds. And ultimately, that's what solves most of these problems. Most of the wars in history we've talked about get blamed on religion, when in fact almost all wars are economic. I love the statement. In fact, <laughs> in fact, religion get blamed, but the reality they're based on economics. You're yes. right, and religion gets manipulated, um, yep. and somehow I I know we have a few minutes left, and I love to have another time, another yeah, episode where you're speaking about economic sanctions yeah. um, versus a trade. Basically, how can trade be a positive asset for the American? international policies right. uh, versus how economic sanctions could actually harm American businessmen yeah. like you when you go to places where there are economic sanctions. But first of all, I want to reach to your heart. I know you're a man of great honor and you do charities in Tanzania as well. Um, you help uh, raising animals on farms to educate the children and the mission of hope and mercy uh, through a private donor as well and privately. We have five children in Tanzania that we adapt for their education. I want to greet the doctor 
director who's in charge. She does that really on her own. We take no credit, but she's an amazing lady who's doing that. You're helping us raising um, funds or finding funds to bring medicine to fight for co- against COVID-19 for at least 500 um, sick people in, in Lebanon um, and somehow. Um, what kind of satisfaction these events give you? Do you do them for the sake of God? Um, for for the sake of God and just for the sake of, you know, helping people. Um, you know, when you see people suffering, I mean, and you're the only one there who can help them, I believe it's it would be a sin in terms of the, the actual meaning of the word to miss the mark. You are missing the mark. You are sinning if you choose not to step in and do something, even if you can only do a little. And in giving, like we were talking about with your father confessor the other day, is part of an overall attitude of, of being grateful and in you know generosity. All these things come together. This should just be part of who you are. And, Thank and you, if, Lord. If it isn't, you should explore the things inside yourself that make you feel that you need to be greedy. You need to hold on to things more. And many Americans have this capability. We yes. have these capabilities. We, we can stand up in solidarity with the poor through our economic and, system. And, and giving is excellent. But taking the chance on actually trading with these people and helping them, um, actually giving them businesses they can do and they can succeed at, is far more beneficial in the end. People look at Bill Gates and they think, wow, this great foundation, he said. But actually Microsoft itself, through all their jobs and employment Uh across the globe, has done far more for people. So it's both. It's giving, in one hand, directly to extreme immediate needs, and in the other hand, giving them an opportunity to fish for themselves. To excel and to grow to progress. I thank you so very much, Andrew, and I'm sure we look forward for another episode with you. This is good. Let us conclude with a small prayer on this Sunday with Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 55. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked down with, for he has looked with favor on his lonely servant. God fed the poor. God lifted up the lonely. God achieves all the promises that we mankind ask for. May God bless us all on this Holy Sunday. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. André.